ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is October the 15th. This is the 15th episode of this movie review marathon that I have been working on. Uh, just about halfway. Uh, it's going pretty good. So, um, last Tuesday, actually, uh, this will be the third Tuesday of uh, this whole thing, but um, I've been picking movies that are kind of near and dear to me. Um, the first two were ones that I watched with my mom. Now, we watched a lot of random ones, but this Tuesday, I went with one that my mom did see. We did watch this together, and she she liked it. It was a bit silly. I, I remember that part of it, but I think more about... Um, this was one of the films that I watched right when it came out. Um, a lot of these horror movies, they were rated R, and I was way too young. So I had to wait till they hit VHS and DVD to finally get a proper chance at watching it. Um, so a ton of these I watched like a year later, year and a half. But... Uh, this movie, Darkness Falls, uh, will always be up there in my list of fun movies. It's I don't I can't say that it's one of my favorites, but I'll never forget it. Uh, for sure, my best friend Steve, I was with him watching it, and I think there were a few other people uh, in high school. We were either sophomore or juniors because this was a PG thirteen movie. Um, for sure, Steve was there, and I think a couple more people from Marching Band. Uh, we went and saw it one night. Uh, there are a couple of lines <laughs> that I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, so, my buddy Steve, we, we watch tons of movies together. Uh, he's not crazy big on shitty horror movies like uh, like my friend Terrell. So... Terrell and I watch all types of horror movies, and it doesn't really matter how good or bad they are. We find something to giggle about. Steve, uh, it's not hard to drag him to stuff, like some type of shitty movie, but he's going to grumble the whole time. So I want to say that he was pretty pumped at the beginning of the night, but then towards the middle of the movie, uh, he starts to uh, talk to me in a theater and my buddy Steve, he can't whisper. Um, so he kind of hard, he, he hard whispers. That, that's what he does. And so he'll turn to me in any movie. Doesn't matter what type of movie it is. If it's shit, he's, gonna, he's mentally done with the movie at that point. And so I remember in Darkness Falls, him like leaning over to me and just saying, and this is whisper tone this is 100% how Steve sounded hey this movie's pretty fucking shitty and so we went from there um so that's first tier Steve actually no second tier Steve first tier will just quietly be mad and watch the movie second tier is he'll whisper talk and then third tier is he's just talking in the movie he doesn't give no fucks anymore and then fourth tier this is the elite tier of Steve he starts yelling shit in the movie uh i want to say we went to a pretty uh diverse theater but the crowd wasn't just you know a lot of different people there i wouldn't say it was ghetto but there were a lot of different types of people there um a lot of people that give no shits about yelling in a movie uh i've seen a lot of good and bad movies 
in different types of theaters and the experience with other people added like a few stars or notches to the movie because it's crap but then when someone says "Ooh, bitch don't do that it sets me off and i'm i'm good i'm good for the rest of the movie because i'm giggling in the movie so uh steve is the star of the night uh a few times in the movie but uh (laughs) Uh, towards the end, uh, the final stinger of the movie, uh, my buddy Steve called it and everybody in the theater just starts laughing because of what he said, but I'll get to that later. So, um, Darkness Falls, uh, a pretty cool idea. Um, at this point in 2003, I can't remember another movie that dealt with the dark side of the Tooth Fairy. So, because this is what it's all about. Um, there was some monologue at the beginning of the movie I wanna, when I watched this like earlier today. And it says something like, some old lady was loved by everybody in town. And she would collect kids' teeth, give them a gold coin and that kind of shit. And kids didn't come home one night, so they all blamed her. And then they they proceed to just rock her shit and kill her. And so as she's burning, she says, uh, you guys are assholes. I'm going to get your kids. Not in their dreams like Fred, but I'm going to get them when they give me the teeth. And if they look at me, I'm going to kill them. And so they're like, well, that's stupid. You can't do that. Fuck you, lady. Get burnt. And so she dies. And then many years later, uh, our main character, was it Kyle? I want to, yeah, 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 Kyle. Uh, Kyle's got his last tooth, baby tooth, coming out. Really weird scene. He's like digging in his mouth at the, at the school, and his tooth comes out. Uh, cute little girl that likes him. She comes over and, and she's like, "Hey, your baby tooth fell out. Now we can make out or whatever." And so she leaves, and she's like, "I'll see you tomorrow. We can go to the middle school prom or whatever." And he's like, "Cool, yeah." Um. So he hears some freaky-ass noises in his room, and the rule is, because it's an urban legend at this point in that town, you don't look at the tooth fairy. She does her job, and then she leaves, and then you have fun with the money you have. So, a little dumb kid is a little dumb kid, and he pulls the sheet down and looks directly into her face. Uh, And he has a little flashlight. Uh, So she is a floating ghost ghoul thing with a with a porcelain mask on uh looks amazing uh the the black and white aesthetic of it you know that look scary as fuck that's why scream did it um it, it, it's scary and pitch black when you just see a white face pop out it's good shit so that was it's pretty scary um like you guys know the the first 10 movie minutes of a movie kind of make or break for me uh, I am mentally done with a movie if you can't hook me at the beginning. And horror movies, they're forced to do that. You have to get people to hop on that train and be like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Hour and a half? That was pretty cool. So, first 10 minutes of this movie is pretty wild. So, uh kid freaks out. Mom comes up. And she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, ah, there's a freaky-ass old lady in my room or whatever. And she's like, there's nobody in here. And he, at this point, ran to the restroom. And mom goes into the room. Looks in, sees nothing, and then does the, I'm going to turn back and look at you, and they get snatched up uh, trope. So, yeah, 
Uh, Katie's not here for this one, but that's my favorite trope in this movie. People like to go deep into a room and say, hey, it's safe. There's nothing here. And then turn and just put their back against everything in the room. And it's like, hey, I was hiding behind this wall. Hey, how's it going? She gets snatched up and she's screaming. A uh, little boy hops into the tub. The the lady, was it Marilyn? Matilda. Her name was Matilda. Uh, so uh, I'm going to call her old lady. Old lady ghoul. Uh, old lady ghoul, like, just Spartan kicks the, the restroom door open because she wants that boy because, you know, the boy looked at her. And uh, he's got the lights on and she's like, ow, and, and she scoots off. So... Uh, the kid realizes that light is the weakness. Um, so he grows up. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. So his his foil to this whole situation, he he leaves town. Well, after a couple of years in a crazy house as a kid, he leaves, moves to Vegas, probably one of the brightest places in America. And his apartment is full of lights, floodlights, any type of situation. And uh, he's he's off. He's on medicine. He's medicated, and uh, he constantly has lights on him. So, a girl that was in love with him as a kid, she has a child now. I want to say maybe twenty years have gone by, maybe fifteen. Um. So the kid's having the same situations. He sees something freaky and it's fucking with him, and he's like, "Don't I don't want to be in the dark." So she calls him up, and he reluctantly comes back to town. It's crazy that he would come back. Knowing that something's there, but I think at this point, after those years of being medicated and talked to by therapists and stuff, it it kind of, it seems like he thinks that it wasn't real. And he's just, he came up with some crazy dream and maybe somebody else killed his mom. Like he knows his mom is dead and he didn't do it, but he doesn't believe that it's a flying ghoul. You know, if you ever play Devil May Cry... Uh, in the first one, and I want to say the third game, um, there's a bad guy flies around with these giant like pair of shears, and it looks a lot like this bad guy. So that's that's a little nod for people that play video games. It looks like that chick from Devil May Cry, but um, yeah. So he he comes back to town and he's constantly looking around his shoulder and shit, but he talks to the kid and. He's like, ah, there's nothing you can really do for him. Just, you know, he'll get over it. And um, he wants to leave town at this point because it's like 5 o'clock. And he's like, I got 40 minutes before it gets dark. And I'm, a, you know, I'm a baby back bitch when it gets dark. So um, one of his, like, nerd friends from when he was a kid comes up and says, hey, let's get a beer. Because that's what a medicated crazy person wants is a sip of beer from his hometown bar. So, uh, every horror movie has a douchebag. You have to have at least one. Uh, so this douchebag, I don't know why he wants to fight him, but, uh, he sees Kyle walk in. He's like, Hey, it's that dude that killed his mom. I got shit to say about it. It was the, the weirdest thing, but, um, they get into a fight and, they roll into like the woods and then uh, the ghoul comes back because she's like, hey, I haven't seen you in like 20 years, chief. He's like, I'm getting I'm getting that booty. So uh, bully guy gets killed. And so the cops now think that Kyle killed 
the bully and he's like, hey, that dude just came back to town and there's a dead body and he's on medication and he's crazy. So it's the, kind of the same situation of, um, wasn't Friday the 13th. It was one of the movies that we watched. Um, the same kind of situation goes down. Some dude comes back into town and everybody thinks he's just a little off because like the medicine and stuff. Um, uh, it wasn't Scream. I can't remember which movie it was. But, uh, yeah. So, a lot of people don't trust him at this point. Um, this is toward the mid part of the movie. And this is where everybody started to... The movie kind of mold. Like, it, it slows down some. Um, they didn't really show a lot of the chick. But they showed enough that it was kind of bothersome. That... It, it stopped being scary. She would hop out and grab people and they'd float away and then, like, you know, a corpse would come down. Um, this is toward the point where Steve started um, just whisper talking. <laughs> and I'm giggling at this point because you can tell a movie's not solid. Um, but still, the imagery in it, it it's great because, like I said, at this point, I don't think I've seen something like this. It was pretty fucking cool. But, um, yeah, so Power goes out in town. Uh, the ghoul lady comes to the police station to get Kyle because he wants that, she wants that booty real bad. Um, there's a couple of scenes where they use, like, light as, like, salvation, that kind of thing. It's kind of like, um, you know the old game when we were kids where, like, the floor is lava? It's kind of like that. There are a ton of scenes where there's one giant spotlight hitting just a chunk. And Kyle will tell everybody because he has a couple of nurses and doctors at this point in the group trying to leave. And he's telling them like, hey, stay in the light. If you go into darkness, you're dead. And so uh, the little boy he's trying to save hops over to the light. And this nurse, I don't know what her game plan was, kind of pivots off and gets out of the light. And she gets straight just checked into the wall by the ghoul um so yeah that thing is like instantly ready ready for smoke like she she hops out and she's ready to give people hands unfortunately in horror movies if you ain't important and they don't really tell you tell the world your name or you don't bring anything really to the to the group except like being scared you're getting snatched up quick and that happens a lot if you're not the little boy if you're not Kyle, if you're not the, uh, the the boy's name, I want to say it was Caitlin. If you're not those three, you're donezo in this movie, unfortunately. So, uh, the movie ends up, uh, they roll to this uh, lighthouse. Because I guess Kyle has a plan. Uh, well, he wants to get out of town, but then he realizes that a lighthouse is pretty strong. So, they get the lighthouse working. Um, and, <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so fuel leaks out of a canister and it gets set on fire so there's fire in the lighthouse and the ghoul is like freaking out they get the lighthouse working and the uh the lights come on it hits her and she freaks out and screams and looks like she dies so like in horror movies that's the false finish and so they all like you know hug and they're like about to do the freeze frame high five you know like yeah and then the ghoul's like what up, Kyle? I told you I was coming for that booty. And so Kyle gets grabbed in the air, and he's like, holy shit. And so his arm was covered in gasoline, a kerosene. No, it was gasoline. 
Um, his arm hits, gets some type of spark sets off on it. And his arm is on fire at this point. So he's floating. He rips off the witch's mask. And her face, she looks like Freddy Krueger's, like, great-grandmother. But, like, you know how his face is, like, like muscly and dry in some of the movies? In the first one, like I said, his face looked like fruit roll-ups. Just kind of decoupaged on there. Um, she looks like it's straight red oatmeal. And somebody just kind of threw it from a distance at her. But they had enough oatmeal to get every piece of her, like, face. Uh, it's pretty gross. She looks juicy as fuck. So, um... Yeah, so she grabs him. Uh, Kyle, his arm is on fire. And he gives her... <laughs> that was fucking weird. Something just hit the window of the house. <laughs> oh, man. My bitch ass is scared. Okay, um, so uh, he gives her this, like, fucking sure you can to the face. And the stinger for the movie, is, what he says is, I see you, bitch. And then just sure you can to the face. And apparently fire to the mouth is is what she needed to die. It's kind of odd. And so she dies. So reverse. Let's go back like 16 years. So Steve's sitting next to me. And he's been yelling stuff at the screen for a while in the theater. Everybody's laughing. And right around the time Kyle gets grabbed by the ghoul, Steve says uh, loudly, just yelling at this point, like I said, he says, you need to bitch slap, uh, no, you need to slap that bitch. And everybody starts laughing. And then right when her mask comes off and he gets a firearm, a literal firearm, uh, and he says, I see you, bitch, and hits her, Steve at this point, just beside himself because he called the end of the movie, um, just laughs. And then the whole theater laughs because they're like, oh, shit, that dude, <laughs> he called it. And, uh, yeah, everybody just claps, because it was fucking great. Uh, the best, best part of this movie, uh, yeah, if you have a friend that gives no shits about horror movies, but they'll go with you because they love you, and they call out funny shit like that, watch it with them. It's, it's some of the best times, like, like, I love people that like horror movies and they sit quietly, but if you got a dude or girl that says funny shit while it's going, some good, like, Mystery Science Theater kind of stuff... It's the best, man. It's the goddamn best. So, um, yeah, but that theater, the theater made this movie way better than it is. Um, and so, yeah, I had some of the best, some of my best memories about this movie is honestly everybody around me. This movie's kind of poop. So, all in all, uh, the main characters, Kyle is actually pretty, a reasonable dude. He, he sees a bad thing, figures out the bad thing, what to do as a kid, and then he leaves. There's no, I need to stop it because it killed my mom. Or it, I need to find out more about it. Kyle's like, I'm out, man. And so he grows up, not in the town, has contingency plans to stop the thing if it ever comes to get him. And that's it. He, the only reason he comes back is to like help someone else, which that's the kind of dumb part about him. But you don't get a movie when people are reasonable. But um, yeah, he's actually not that bad in the... The girl that likes some Caitlyn, she's actually not that bad either. It's this is an odd one because, like I said, horror movie um, heroes—they're usually pretty stupid, um, or they have friends that are really stupid. There's some instance of somebody in the group that are terrible, but 
there are a few that actually weren't that dumb. Heather from uh, the first Nightmare movie, she actually wasn't that stupid. And actually, she was pretty fucking smart. So, um, the villain... The villain is scary for like 30 minutes. And then it just kind of stops being scary. Um, and that, that's no fault to to the the look of the villain. It's just with a movie like you can't go in the dark because that thing will get you. It, it's like it's like Deep Blue Sea. It's just she's just a giant floaty shark. And the second you get in the dark, you're you're done. So you can only do so much with a villain that has such a like a stingy rule like that. If she could go anywhere and just grab you, then you could do more cool effects. But if it's just like, oh you go into the dark, it's like, well, I gotta run past this dark ass hallway. I'm probably gonna get snatched up. And that's, you can only do so much with that. So that's the one problem with it. Still scary, but like after honestly after thirty minutes they have to show more and more of the character, and then it just kind of falls apart, unfortunately. But um, all in all, this movie, if you haven't seen Darkness Falls, I'd give it a shot. Um, would recommend a watch with good friend that likes to say stupid shit. Um, not that many jump scares. It's PG-13, so uh, pretty tame by fucking movies now. There are movies coming out right now that are straight just smut films <laughs> and it's fucking stupid but um if i had to give it a rating out of 10 ugh, by myself watching this movie probably a six uh with friends probably be like seven and a half maybe eight uh yeah i'd give it a shot honestly seven word synopsis for this poop ass movie um shit don't go in the dark dumbass yeah yeah that creepy bitch is waiting on you um she looks like freddy krueger's weird grandma there we go that's three of them right there that's 21 words um but yeah that's all i really got i don't think there's that many fun facts about the movie uh it came out january 24th so i don't i can't remember if we were still on like Halloween break at that point by the 24th we might have been back in school but um in 2003 uh oh a good fun fact this movie it's an American film but there were it was co-produced and made with Australia some Australian company uh the main two characters in the movie Kyle and Caitlin they're American actors everybody else is actually Australian uh, it was the damnedest thing. There are a couple of moments where um, when people freak out or yell, it, you can hear the Australian in their voice. Kind of like um, Mel Gibson. In a lot of his movies, he tries to hide uh, that Australian accent he has. And then certain moments pop up and you can hear it. So uh, that's a kind of a fun fact. Uh, so the budget of the movie uh, was 11 million bucks. Pretty cheap for what they what they had to do. Um there's some scenes where the ghost kind of looks clip arty. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, the movie actually did fucking great. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, it, it's it's a tooth fairy movie, and she kills people. Uh, it made $47.5 So, it made its money back. So, 
um, no one was mad at this movie. People were mad, you know, when they watched it. They're like, that wasn't that really good. But, uh, yeah. I tried to look up some cool facts about it. It wasn't really, it's not much to it. Um, like I said, give it a shot if you haven't seen the movie. It ain't that scary. But I will say, for a Tuesday throwback like this, I appreciated uh, the memories I had of it. Uh, had a ton of them. And uh, it made me smile thinking about Steve and friends just yelling at the movie. Some of my best some of my best memories with that. Uh, if I had to put old girl, uh, if I had to put Matilda on a baseball field, um, I'd probably put her in outfield somewhere. Uh, yeah, I'd probably put her outfield on a baseball team. Because uh, she's floating the whole time. I don't even think she has legs. So it it wouldn't help anything to put her close up. But she's catching just about anything that goes up high or is pretty deep. Um, on a football field. I got to remember what our wide receivers are. But she's probably just have her just wide out. Just... These are Doug Flutie type bombs, and you're getting all of these because you're a bad bitch. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are my days off, so what's going to happen is I'm probably going to do another episode today or probably after. Uh, we have trivia tonight on Tuesdays, so after that, I think I'm going to do another episode because later this week, uh, there's a play I got to go to, and then I think there's a football game we're going to. Uh, go dogs. Uh, so yeah, last week there were a lot of things that I had to do and, uh, I was doing some of these episodes at like one o'clock in the morning and making me sleepy for work. And it was just a lot. And so I was feeling like shit a couple of these days. That's why episode 10, I mean, it came out on time, but there are some, um, weird allegations out there in the streets that that episode took like four extra days to come out. Um, I don't know why people said that. There's a guy that sounds like me that said, sorry about that, but I don't get it. Episode 10 came out on time. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to try to crack out some extra ones and do it. Um, coming up soon is going to be some more modern horror. Uh, Us is coming out soon. That's going to be fucking good. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for listening. And if you like what you, you hear, like, I don't know, you can comment, I guess, or like it or tell your friends uh i looked up some of the stats uh, a ton of downloads recently and and views and we have like three or four followers uh that makes me happy like i said i'm not here for you know all follows and shit like that but i mean it, it's appreciated and i really want to keep doing this after october uh to a very smaller scale not very smaller but not one a day, because this is fun, but I could put a little more effort into some movies if uh, if I had one a week, maybe two a week, or I could do series, watch two movies from a series of three, and then crack out a giant size episode and do it like that. Uh, soon enough, uh, I'm going to put this show on Spotify, and I'm going to... Put it up for review for iTunes and see if it gets um, okay to be on there and Google Play. 
So there will be a lot more ways and avenues to see this, to see it, Jesus Christ, uh, to hear this show. So coming soon, uh, there's a couple of steps I have to do before. Nothing crazy. Uh, <laughs> for Spotify, there was like a list of things you had to do. And one of them was have at least one episode. And I was like, well, I got at least 13 of them now. So, yeah, soon enough, there will be different ways to hear this and go about it. So stick with it. And uh, thanks so much. And like I always say, oh, yeah, Katie's not here. I can say it. Yeah, uh, go watch um, uh, Human Centipede. is great, but not great. Don't eat food while you're watching it. It's pretty gross. But, yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Actually, pretty soon. Uh, I love you. Goodbye. Bye. I love you. Watch Human Centipede. Bye.